raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess. Screw. Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Play action. Mayfield in the pocket. Steps up. Rifles it over the middle. Picked off by the Colts. They're running the other, uh, other way with it. And that's Ronnie Harrison. Minshew out of the gun. First and goal for the Colts at the four. And they hand it off to Taylor. Left side. Spinning his way towards the goal line. He's in. Touchdown for Jonathan Taylor. Now motions out wide to the right side. Rolling out right is Gardner Minshew. He's at the five. Going to take off and run. Makes a man miss. And knights his way into the end zone. Touchdown. A rushing score. Third down and four for the Colts. They've got the ball at the 14-yard line of their own territory. Minshew to pass and throws it upfield and almost intercepted. It is picked off. Now it's first and goal at the one-yard line for Baker Mayfield. Out of the gun. Shotgun snap to him. Lofts it left side wide open, and that's a catch, but we do have a flag on the field. For the time being, Mike Evans, who was all alone in the end zone, rolling out to his left is Mayfield. Squares, throws downfield. That's a catch. Touchdown, and again, it's Mike Evans. His second receiving score of the ball game. Minshew turns. No, it's play action. Throws over the middle. Wide open. Mo Cox. He's at the 30, the 25, and then it's pushed forward down to the 20-yard line. Shotgun snap. Gives it to Taylor, and he backpedals his way in. Touchdown, Jonathan Taylor. Shotgun snap for Mayfield. In the pocket. The ball is stripped. The ball is out around the 38-yard line. No signal yet. Colts ball. It's Colts ball with a recovery by Dio Adangbo. And a strip sack by Samson Abacom. And they knock off. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27 to 20. Ah, there you go. I heard Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I heard Rick Venturi, the color commentator. Colts Radio Network with the call. And the Colts over 500 now and planted as we get to the end of November. Ending week number 12 later on tonight on Monday Night Football. And then... When we hit on the calendar, early December, this team right now is in position in the postseason as a wild card. It is absolutely crazy. But what is even crazier, like I I don't get this a lot anymore because I think most people that listen to the show, you know my stance. I got so endlessly sick and tired of the entertaining losses jazz. I mean, sick of it. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I really do hate to call people names, but nerds, you got to stop it. 
I don't care. Seriously, I don't give one you-know-what about where they draft coming up at the end of April. When you get the opportunity to win some games, and I don't care if they're taking advantage of a soft spot in an incredibly soft schedule, good. Take advantage of it. I thought this team was going to win six games, and that's where they are right now. What did I say about the Pacers last year? What did I say about the Colts this year? Undersell, over-deliver. And I don't care how you look at it. Not at all. This team is playing without its future at quarterback, and that is a bummer. I mean, really, it's a lost season anyway, so what's that saying? Maybe it's just from Southern Indiana. What the hell? Might as well. That's like a late night saying back in the day. What the hell? Might as well. I have no problem with it whatsoever. And when I see the, well, you know, they can't go that deep in the postseason, so what good is it? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? For those that pay and go? That's why you're out there participating. There's such a defeatist attitude because, and I understand it, you have lived through most recently so much losing. So much of a circus. So if this team can continue to win, which you look at their schedule and you ask yourself, I agree with you. And why not? You know, why can they not continue to win games? Now, granted, I know this for sure. Like You can't look ahead. And the coaches always say this because this is coach speak. We got to take this one week at a time. But with this team, you do because they they just might end up screwing this up in some form or fashion. Really, they might. I mean, it might be a costly turnover. It might end up being, you know, the defense letting somebody get behind them and scoring. I seriously their how should i put this um their margin for error is incredibly flimsy and sometimes you do have to have something go right i was trying to think about what went right yesterday and maybe it was this after they go into the half and gardner Minshew was completely losing it out there Yet, Shane Steichen continued to throw it. I thought that offensively they came back out in the second half, got right in the third quarter. Yeah, I thought Shane Steichen regained control of, okay, this is what you need to do when you have a game breaker. We we didn't have an argument on this yesterday, but on the Colts pregame huddle, we were talking about game breakers on this team, and I think you have one, and that's Jonathan Taylor. And, And to me... It is wrong on every different level not to utilize that as much as you can. Granted, I know when you stack the box and all these buzz terms in football, I don't care. You keep other teams honest because this is the lone threat that you have. And part of the argument was, well, you know, I think Josh Downs is a threat. And while fine, I hope that one of these days he can be considered that. But they have one threat. One. 
And then a bunch of other guys that are just stepping in yesterday, as you saw, against this Tampa Bay team that made some plays. Good. That is good. Will Mallory made a great catch. Great call by Shane Steichen in the second half on fourth down. It was a Tom Manning tight ends coach call from earlier in the week. Good. And then the defense made some plays, as you heard Matt and Rick talking about during the play-by-play call at the end of that game yesterday. Yeah, it's interesting. You didn't really leave it in the hands of, of positions and players to where you don't have a great deal of trust. That makes sense to you? I mean, yesterday you saw Taylor score a couple of different times. I mean, it was it was in the hands of the guys where you want it to be in their hands. Yeah, defensively, yeah, they got after Baker Mayfield there late, created that turnover, salted away the game. But no, you can't really. You can look at the schedule, and believe me, I have. You can look at the schedule and you can go, hey, uh, these games are winnable, and they are, but that's exactly what the other teams are saying about the Colts. But the Colts right now have positioned themselves nicely to start December. And then when you watched, I don't know, maybe we're going to see in December. Again, we shall note it if it happens. But maybe we're going to see a not-so-subtle change and finally some good fortune happening. Can you imagine? Now, granted, I know you're just all kind of waiting. As a Reds fan, I understand this completely. I just kind of wait until something goes haywire. Because, you know, like June of last summer, you know that there's no way in hell the Reds will allow you to be that happy. So with this Colts team, over recent history, you sit and you wait for the bad stuff. The good fortune has been fleeting. So now maybe you see what's all going on. I think really the only team that would be concerning here moving forward that won yesterday was Denver. But you have Tennessee coming up on Sunday, and you have Cincinnati with Jake Browning, the quarterback. Cincinnati a loser yesterday, 5-6, and six, all but done. Now, I know, I know you look at other teams there and you kind of wonder what they may look like. Like, got that matchup with Houston. And really, when you look at it, I think everybody, nobody is satisfied with losing and, hey, that was the old college try and that was great. You want to see this team win. And that's what I've been talking about all along. It's okay to grow. And win in the process. You don't have to lose and then, you know, you know, take one for the team. And, you know, that's a, a character builder. Yeah, the hell with that. If you can win games, win games. And they can figure out exactly who they're going to draft and where they're going to draft coming up at a later date. But now yesterday was incredibly enjoyable. I don't know if there was one spot that you can just point to and go, all right, well, that's the reason why. Because I think everybody had some moments of of letdown, but then everybody kind of made some plays, especially in that second half. They, you realize that you know running the football, whether we're talking about Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss, uh, is a good thing. You know, Will Mallory, as I mentioned, had a nice catch. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. continued to be the go-to 
for Gardner Minshew and Gardner Minshew other than that initial mistake. And you could tell when there was a miscommunication between he and Josh Downs after that point, you could tell that things were not quite right upstairs for Gardner Minshew. Things were a bit scrambled because he had a number number of throws that could have easily been game changers. And that's the good fortune that I'm talking about. Maybe you get that. Now, I had mentioned this is a lost season. Oh, it's a lost season because Anthony Richardson is not participating. And while there is a great deal of substance and truth to that, I mean, you could turn this into a very memorable season. There's really nothing more memorable that you think about in terms of sports as to when the favorite team of yours is the underdog and, you know, against all odds, I'll put that up in air quotes, Phil Collins, against all odds, you end up getting to a place that nobody thought. See, you as Colts fans would be able to say, hi, JMV, yeah, six wins that. Hey, national media, take that with your under six and a half wins. I told you. And that's cool. That is cool. And we often understand if I'm allowed to tell you that I told you so, then why would you not be allowed to do the same to me? Hey, I told you. Hey, numb nuts. Yeah, what's the six win stuff here? Way to go. Good call. As for me, I want this to maintain competitive and interesting as long as humanly possible because my offseason is going to be inundated with questions, with calls at 239-1070 regarding the durability of Anthony Richardson. And as I told you last month, actually as I've told you when he got injured and was done for the season, I am not ready to start that right now. We're going to be swallowed up by that conversation And while we're in the football season, why not be able to talk about things that happen on the football field? Colts are giving themselves an opportunity right now at 6-5. and Texans go down yesterday in what was a a super thriller to the Jaguars. 54 yards. How about that? Hit the crossbar from 54. That should be worth to me, honestly. If you were going back and doing this, if you were able to hit the crossbar from 54 yards, you should at least get a couple of points out of that. I don't know. Really, maybe more. It's certainly more difficult to do that. Maybe give them six points out of that. Five points. Five and a half points. Yeah, I know. Stupid. But still. But still. And it was about a yard away. I think that uh, C.J. Stroud had a had had been sacked a couple of plays prior, moved it back, or else that would have been much more interesting had they not had that level of yard, lost yardage. But that was a fantastic game. Bills lose as they are ushering themselves out of any postseason consideration. Uh, they lose on the road, obviously late. In that late game in Philadelphia, Bradley Cooper's very happy today. I love it. It is such a weird mentality. How many national people said yesterday the Eagles are the worst, most unimpressive 10 and 1 team in NFL history? Good Lord. We are surrounded by dorks. There's no question about that. I will take it. I want to be the most unimpressive 10 and 1 of all time, please. 
Please, can I be that? So I want to talk some Colts with you about yesterday and then moving forward, that matchup with Tennessee. And believe me, it is not out of the realm of my thought that the Colts could go to Nashville and lose that game. I mean, you look at their schedule still, and while it looks good to eyeball it, they could lose anywhere, anytime, and anyhow. Seriously, they could. But they have positioned themselves, and I'm not even going to allow you to think about what would have happened in the Cleveland game or in the Rams game. None of that. They have positioned themselves right now to be a team reckoned with in the playoff picture. And nobody should care about how you get there as long as you get there, especially not in this season. Especially not in this season. Hey, we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Not in a week where you release Shaquille Leonard, which I don't know about anybody else, but I thought that was cool. I I don't know uh, exactly what was going on around it. I don't know if Shaquille Leonard is going to end up in Dallas or end up in Philly later on this week. And when they played that video, I was up in the press box trying to warm up again. But I was up in the press box, and I was wondering, wow, that's pretty cool. And then when he was actually there, I thought that that was really cool. Just let's all put ourselves in a similar position to see how we would respond. And I'm going to give him full credit, full credit for going. Would you show up at some event if the company you were working for had just let you go? Not if there was something in it for you. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I can, there's no way. (laughs) There's zero way. I know me. There's zero. I mean, first of all, it's kicking and screaming anyway. I just thought, and this has nothing to do with him being able to tackle anybody or his game declining or the direction in which the Colts have decided to go at linebacker. It just, that that is a very human thing. That's cool. I mean, we, we live in a, we really we live in a place right now where we don't get enough of that. Like I thought yesterday, that was really cool, and then we're going to be surrounded by you know ten examples of jackassery that will overtake that cool situation. But still, it is there. I can't be the only one that feels that way. I thought it was really cool. And then I thought to myself, see, there's no way I would be man enough to probably do that. And I'm just being honest with you right now. Well, you know what? He's He did it for the fans. Or, well, I don't care why he did it, but I thought it was a hell of a moment. And I would have to question why you would consider that otherwise. With Shaquille Leonard. So, hoping for the best for Shaquille Leonard, no matter what happens moving forward. But the Colts putting that together and then him sitting up there, we need more of those type of moments. Less of Barstool putting up some little kid wanting to shake the hand of a Buffalo fan and then giving him the finger, which was probably made up anyway. But, you know, I I don't need that. My kids would have been grounded for like a month. (laughs) Hey, look at this. 
They're bringing this kid up right in Philly. It was, and again, it was probably made for video right there. You know, made to go on websites and to be viral, but... Yeah, I don't think it takes me being old and crusty to suggest that that is incredible jackassery. Yet compared to what we witnessed with the video and Shaquille Leonard, yeah, you take that moment, you take that moment every day of the week. I'm just wondering how often it ever works out that way. When's that ever happened? You get cut, they are sitting up there waving. Nah, pretty cool. Uh, we can hit that if you guys like it, 239-1070. Tom Allen was fired by IU as the football coach. Uh, Tony Katz was asking me a little bit earlier today where I thought they were going to go. And, and this is not an original thought at all, but my first impression is you have to go and get somebody that's already established something. I mean, you're going to throw a dart at the dartboard of, hey, maybe this is going to be exciting. Now, granted... I don't care who you hire if they do become interesting and they do win some games. I don't care how you get there. It just doesn't seem like, and I guess this is just because in general it's IU football, there doesn't seem like this all in all got to be a reasonable path. Like, I would say you have to have somebody that's already been a part of building a program. And then I sat here with Jake a moment ago. He brought up Paul Christ, and I go, okay, great. And, and again, that's not a bad thought by him because the guy has done that. The guy has won, but it just doesn't really float in my boat, I guess. And then I brought up to Tony Katz, and hell, I don't even know what this guy does. Like, everybody's talking about Willie Fritz down at Tulane. Again, I don't care about what path you take to become relevant and no longer a laughing stock. But again, we've been at this moment so many different times. And we end up saying the same thing. Uh, it would be great if Scott Dolson could trip the light fantastic on it. I just, there is nothing that jumps off the page of, oh, that, yep, you got to do that. That makes the most sense. Yeah, a couple of $7.5 million payouts into this year and then into next year for Tom Allen. And I'm assuming at some point he'll go back uh, in a couple of years and, and coach some football someplace else, be a part of it. And I have zero against Tom Allen. He's been nothing but nice to me. But there was no way in the world you're going to be able to move forward. And whomever they hire is going to have to have one hell of a pitch because the good players that were on a three-win team are all bouncing. Donovan McCulley within the last hour, a player that I absolutely love. I do. Big, strong, wide receiver. You really felt if there was something that came together, and you can make the argument with, with Soresby, but I would make more of an argument with McCulley. If there was something that really came together in a bad season for IU, it is the, I wonder what level in which this kid can take this to. Continuing to get used to the position, having the athleticism, being six foot five, there's a lot of stuff to like there. But whomever gets this gig is going to have to re-recruit 
in this case, a couple that I'm assuming that IU fans would like to have back. So we'll talk about that job search. We'll talk about the championship games conference-wise coming up this weekend. Then, of course, the playoff picture. Dan Wetzel of YahooSports.com going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. There is a ton to talk about. Michigan over Ohio State. Ohio State wants rid of Ryan Day. Alabama and Auburn. Hagan and I, we went to see Kiss on Saturday night, and we were down at Coach's Tavern uh, on the big screen watching the end of that game. And I'll give it up to Hagan. Hagan said, man, if Auburn is not going to rush anybody, they're going to rush two and then put everybody back and let this kid sit back in the pocket and wander around and find somebody. They're going to find somebody. And, man, did they ever. Ouch. Which probably will incredibly muddy up the picture. But that was a Hagen call right there. Uh, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo is coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Stephen Holder of ESPN, ESPN.com. We'll talk about the Colts and more with Stephen coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Remember, everybody, we're off earlier today. We got the Pacers coming up later on tonight. Uh, it's not Pacers and Raptors tonight, is it? They got that up to Pacers and Blazers tonight, right? Who wrote that up there? Come on now. <laughs> Went to see the Pacers and the Pistons on Friday night. Awesome atmosphere. Good times to be had by all. Threw some milkshakes at the kids. Had some fun. Watched a little hoop. Good weekend, all in all. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend with you, your friends, and the family as well. All right, I got plenty of time for you as well. Go ahead and soak this up. We'll take your calls on the other side at 239-1070. Email the address, jmv1075thefan.com. Inside the Windschuler Spreadable Cheese Lounge, that is YouTube Live. I think you know the drill with the stream, right? The stream, the app. Get us that way. A lot of people say, hey, man, your FM signal. And I go, hey, the stream, the app. And did you know if you own a car, if you own a car that was manufactured, I think, after 2010, then the likelihood that you have HD radio locked and loaded in there is very high. So this is something that you may want to investigate. But if you think I sound good right now, I sound like golden tones on HD radio. You're going to love it. All right, I also want to ask you this, and I know it's going to piss some people off of the IHSAA, but I have to ask about whether or not you watched the state finals in football. And again, a shout-out to all the winners. But certainly to me, I got inundated with everybody saying, A, where is it? And B, I've got to stream this and pay for it. Why is it not on TV? And you might as well get ready for it. All the championship events are going to be that way, including basketball. Both girls and boys, so buckle up for it. How many of you watched? How many of you found zero issue? How many of you were pissed off about the process? Get into that coming up, too. I get that and a lot more. Again, Pacers coming up later on tonight, too. We're off at 530, so make sure you get in. 239-1070. Again, the stream, the app, HD Radio, the lounge via YouTube Live at 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you f***ing are. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Minshew out of the gun. First and goal for the Colts at the four. And they hand it off to Taylor. Left side, spinning his way towards the goal line. He's in. Touchdown for Jonathan Taylor. And Indianapolis makes the Buccaneers pay with points off of the takeaway. Indianapolis has their first lead and the first touchdown of the game. It's 9-3. to three. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts right there. Uh, Shane Steichen, I know, knows a great deal about offense. Never, ever lose sight of the fact that your game breaker resides in the jersey that is number 28. Uh, Don't lose sight of that. Yesterday in that second quarter, he lost sight of it. And I I don't know. You can make excuses for it. They won the 6-5, and so I'm not here to be all critical about that. But during the game yesterday, everybody was pretty critical about that. Just don't lose sight. Now, you don't have to be on every single moment, you know, smarter than the entire room. Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, James in the easy chair at home watching the game is right as much as you're right. So don't lose sight of that. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by the Shane Company. Tis the season to shine. Find jewelry since 1929. Visit Shane Company or shaneco.com today. I'd mentioned some calls. We'll get to those coming up in just a bit. Uh, a lot of outstanding reaction. It's from Shane. JMV, the first year in a long time I can remember that the state football games were not on our TV Friday and Saturday. Now, I didn't always sit down and watch every play of every game, but the game was on the tube. Not this weekend. JMV is cool. IHSAA sucks. I I think that this is a bad decision, too. Now, people are going to point at me going, old, crusty guy that wishes he was still dialing on a rotary phone. And while that's not altogether wrong, (laughs) I still wish that there was an option. I've said this all along, and I've even brought us into the equation, too. I want there to be, what do you think I tell you all the ways and means in which you can get this show? Because I want you with me. I don't want to give you a reason to go, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to jack with it. I, I do anyway, right? My voice, my sound, my takes. My lack of knowledge, my little tiny brain, not having the smarts real good, all that stuff is already a deterrent. <laughs> but I need I need to give you every avenue in which to join this show. Plus, there are a zillion options out there. There are so many other jackasses out there. I don't want to give you the opportunity to go anywhere else. I want to get you here and keep you. Get you here and keep you. 
And if I'm the IHSAA, I would think about that too because, Shane, I felt the same way. Yeah, go out. Black Friday, we go to Sullivan Hardware and Garden, which has been a tradition for, I don't know, five or six years now. Go back home, turn it on. Really don't care who's on, but, you know, just on. And you're right. You may not watch it in its entirety, but you are you are dialed in and just kind of felt much differently. So you know, maybe that is the price that we pay to move forward. I just, I, I, I would want to make sure that it is reasonable for everybody. You're going to say, well, it is. I mean, people can pay and get right on there and you can stream. That's the other thing they're going to bristle at is $15 for one game, $20 for all games. I never want to give anybody, because again, I represent that myself here. I, I don't want to give you more of a reason to bail on me. God forbid over at JJK they're playing Mr. Mister's Broken Wings right now and you guys are all jumping. <laughs> Somewhere David Wood's laughing about that in this building. But seriously, I, I'd be very careful with that in mind. And, you know, don't, don't look at – if the numbers are legit and you didn't miss it whatsoever, absolutely. Tout it. Tell me that I'm wrong. But don't lie about them. You know, don't spin them to where it makes you feel better. I mean, look at them, digest them, and if they're good, great, then you did the right thing. And if they're not, yeah, you don't you don't want to remain in that position. Just a thought. Just a thought. It's from Dick. JMV, no way Leonard should have been there. I don't know how you think it's cool. It's weird. I don't see it as manly. It's like someone broke up with you and you still hang out with them. Or like a couple of divorces and they still live together and try to make an excuse. Man, what was not cool about that? I think you're looking at that way too damn deep. I think it is definitely manly that he shows up. And this is not me saying, well, well, look, the Colts are great because they did this. Not at all. I just think there's no way in the world. See, Nick, I would think like you because we're both huge wussies and we would not have shown up. You and I are the same. We're brothers. We're bros. I wouldn't have shown up either because I'm a wuss. You and me would have stayed and played checkers. We'd played Boggle at home. Nah, I thought it was cool. I don't know how in the world you can reasonably suggest that it wasn't. All right, 239-1070. Eric is up first today. Eric, thanks for joining the show. How are you, sir? I am well, and I want to thank you for being the voice of reason. I think you've nailed it to the wall. On Man, let me tell you this, Eric. Way. I am dumb as a stump, brother. Come on now. Come on now. Well, I, you are right, though. I mean, this was <laughs> this was a farce. I couldn't even get it on my phone. You know what it said? I'll make it short. It said, out of your area. Yeah. I, and listen, your- and maybe, nobody, maybe everybody else is more savvy than you are than I am I just I think that that was a heavy jump to make in in giving people a heads up of a month and a half or two month months was not good enough that would be me well and you know so, what it did what did it JMB, do? It, it still took my money oh did it really Ooh, that's not good 
That's okay. Now, it took your money that you couldn't watch, huh? Eey. That's right. Now, the other thing happened. Yeah. I've tried to subscribe to Valley uh, Sports. It took my money. Mm. Pacers not available yeah. in your area. So I canceled for next month. Well, I would be calling somebody up. I just don't know who to get a little support on that, Eric, at some point. Well, that's a reason. Like you I need me to tell you, you that, right? So say again, I'm sorry. Like you need me to tell you that. You want to get your money back. Well, I want everybody to be aware of what's going on, and I know you do, and that's why I wanted to call you because I thought I'd see if we could track down if Severn, Indiana, as you know, I'm in Vincent. Right. If we are truly blacked out here on Pacers uh, basketball, and you have listeners down here, let me tell you. And if we could let people know, that would be great, you know. I mean, it's fine if you are, but we don't want them taking people's money. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't – I'll find out for you. See, I'm different because it was just kind of out of sight, out of mind, other than listening to it on the radio. And I know everybody here did a great job in doing that radio-wise. I listened to it when I was out and about. And, Eric, thank you for the call. i got to hit a break here. Um, But, yeah, if I find out, I'm sure somebody from the IHSAA will give me a little heads up as to why it charged you and you didn't get the product that you had purchased. Uh, what about Tom Herman at IU? Tom Herman, where is he right now? Rex Houston, I believe. No, no, that was uh, no. Where is Tom Herman right now? That was uh, Dana Holgerson just got fired, I think, at Houston. Former West Virginia coach. It is weird about it, Rex. It just does not seem like, and and hopefully for IU football fans, you've been hoping for a long time, but hopefully you have an athletic director that's been out in front of this because there's going to be a lot of mess to clean up here. A lot of selling the program, selling the product. And that is going to create really take a great deal of savvy and smarts here. JMV, a win is a win, and I love that, but 100% agree Minshew doesn't need to be our savior when they're up 17-3 to in the second. That was really weird, too. And that's we've seen that a couple of times Shane Steichen fall into that area of where, and maybe I'm completely inaccurate, but to me it feels like um, I'm the smartest guy in the room and I'm going to make sure that I outfox everybody. I'm going to outthink everybody in the room. When all you have to do, thank you, when all you have to do is really, I don't want to say exhaust in terms of him physically, but don't lose sight of the fact that 28 is your only offensive game breaker. Nothing against Michael Pittman Jr., who is steady as hell. Nothing against him at all, but your game breaker, your difference maker resides in the backfield and you paid him, extended him as such. He wears number 28. Don't lose sight of that. Sometimes it's okay if if you're the head coach and you have the smarts real good offensively, but you also have a similar thought as Greg in the stands or James in the easy chair at home, it's okay. 
And maybe we're completely inaccurate about that, but it just looked like with the, and especially when you saw Minshew was scrambled and not in terms of, you know, the pocket collapsing on him, but in terms of mind decision-making was scrambled and he was doing a lot of stuff that was beyond detrimental to this team winning. Now, Second half, they made up for it. I thought that that initial possession of the third quarter had a lot to do with it. But yeah, in the second quarter, they certainly seemed like that they lost sight of things a little bit. Uh, JMV, this is now two coaches were telling to run the damn ball. Maybe it's us. <laughs> yes, I think really, Brian, it does have a lot to do with us. Because sometimes they run the damn ball and you go, why don't you pass the damn ball? So it does have a lot to do with us. I just don't think in the second quarter at that point in the game, it had much to do with us. I think it had everything to do with the head coach. Visit Shane Co. for fine jewelry made with the greatest care. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Tis the season to shine. Shane Company. Fine jewelry since 1929. Quick break. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were, I'm on drugs. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Now motions out wide to the right side. Rolling out right is Gardner Minshew. He's at the five. Going to take off and run. Makes a man miss. And knights his way into the end zone. Touchdown. A rushing score. Gardner Minshew finds the end zone. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. And the Colts have their second touchdown of the game. They now lead 16-3. Was that me? Well, that was you over there. I was going to say, how could that be me? Somebody from Bloomington, ironically enough, was calling right there. I think it was worthy. Is it worthy of a voicemail message to me, or is that going to be a, uh-oh, I'm going to hang up because it's like 351 and he's probably on the radio. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? I'd say probably the latter. Probably the latter. Kurt's in here, too. He's got to relearn how to do this board so he doesn't screw it up when he gets in here. James, you going on vacation soon? I am. I'm going uh, next week. Where are you going? To Mexico? Florida. Mexico, Florida? Mexico Beach, no. Florida. No, no. That's uh, a Fl- place, actually. Is it really? Yeah, it is. I'm going to Panhandle. the uh, Florida Keys. True story. Oh, we're going down to the Keys, yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah. it be nice. <laughs> going down to the Keys. Going to Boar's Head? I don't think is so. Is that no. Boar's Head, the place down there? Or is Boar's Head? Boar's Head is like the the, the lunch meat. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's what, isn't it deli meat? <laughs> hey, JMV, don't forget about 
Channel 13 and DirecTV. I, I am so used to this by now. So evidently, if you're DirecTV or AT&T, U-verse, uh, they scrolled that last night during the Sunday night game ad nauseum. And frankly, do whatever you want to do because I don't care. I'll find other means and other ways. I'll adapt. And you jackasses can figure it out. And I said the same thing for 59 and CBS 4. I haven't watched Wish TV Channel 8 in five years, seriously, because they're not on it. And that doesn't affect everybody. Other people go to rabbit ears, go to alternative antennas, do whatever, cut the cord, blah, 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 FUBU, Hulu, all that. That's great. I'm not doing jack squat. I'm just not going to watch it. So seriously, you and DirecTV can just kind of piss off because I'm not going to watch it. And you probably don't care. That's all right. But I've gone through this drill before. I have seen the generic playbook that they play over this, and so be it. So be it. It's just like with Peacock. I'm not going to order Peacock either. I'm not going to sign up for it. I just go someplace where I can watch some Big Ten games if it's on Peacock. Because, frankly, I don't want Peacock. Now, I should because Days of Our Lives is now on Peacock. The hell with it. Uh, Bill, get on here before the top of the hour break. What do you got, buddy? Hey, my man, Miss Young. I'm listening to Christmas music. Uh, <laughs> what's it, what's it going to take yeah. for IU to get a football coach that can coach it? Have you had had a chance to talk to Fish? Uh, I don't talk to Don until Friday, Bill. So yes, uh, and I I, mean, I, I I doubt if he has any answers either. Because if anybody would have any answers, that that question would have been answered long ago. They're still searching oh, for the yeah. answer. Yeah, but but I I saw this coming. I they should have won that game Saturday. That was no excuse. The missing tackles. Yeah, he was, going, he was going to get bounced anyway, though. I mean, they had they had the money ready to go, so they and they weren't going to a, they weren't going to be bowl eligible, so he, he was going to get bounced anyway. John, a blind man could have done better than he did. They did Saturday. <sighs> well, you don't have to worry about hey, that anymore because he's gone now, Billy. Yeah. Hey, Gardner yeah. Minshew was excellent yesterday. Yeah, you didn't make only all but one mistake. Thank you, Bill. I got to hit the top of the hour break. All but one mistake, and that does matter. That does matter. We'll talk about that coming up next hour. Stephen Holder, 5 o'clock hour. The IU coaching search and everything else going on in college football. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports and your calls straight ahead. 4 o'clock hour next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Sis Boom Ba. Sis Boom Ba. <laughs> Describe the sound made when a sheep explodes. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
a couple of feet for a first down. Minshew turns. No, it's play action. Throws over the middle. Wide open. Mo Alley-Cox. He's at the 30, the 25, and then it's pushed forward down to the 20-yard line. Making more at the 19 for a gain of 30 yards. Hey, welcome back. Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi right there. Colts a winner yesterday over the Buccaneers, 27 to 26 and 5. And right now, the seventh seed, a part of the wild card playoff picture in the AFC, which I think is outstanding. Well, JMV, they haven't won anything yet. Well, no blank. I understand that too. But I think that is outstanding. Seems like everybody was entertained yesterday. Uh, There is nothing even close to great about this team. But if you could take care of games remaining, like in Nashville on Sunday, the Bengals with Jake Browning at quarterback, got back-to-back road games, or the Steelers would be a nice one at home. And really, that's one that you need. Love to see. If you're on hold, I get back to you and the thoughts on the Colts win being 6-5. and five. And really, without Anthony Richardson playing, it, it is a lost season in terms of looking further down the road. But, I mean, what the hell? Have some fun with it. And it seems like at this point, Colts fans are. Back to you guys and Stephen Holder of ESPN in the 5 o'clock hour. Friend of the show on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from Yahoo Sports. Got a brand new fresh pod that is out with his Yahoo friends. Dan Wetzel is with us. Hello, Dan. How are you today? A lot of things Happy in the state Colts of... Victory. Yes. Yeah, well, people around here, it's weird, right? Because the, the future is Anthony Richardson. You're not able to see the future, but there's not a damn thing wrong with living in the moment. You know what I mean, Dan? <laughs> there's like there's something special about the unexpected yes. NFL success, right? And, yes. and no expectations. Like, just make the playoffs. That's just awesome, right? Yeah. Anything's found money. You're probably not winning it, but that's all right. It's all right. So, yeah, it should be. Dan, if you look in history, too, like wherever you were a fan of, you know, in the state of Michigan, the moments of which your team wasn't given a chance or written off or any of that, and then they they did something with that particular season, probably go down in your history as the most memorable or some of the most memorable. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a fan of any of the teams in Michigan, but um, I – yeah, I think any fan base, it's that surprise season or when, when young players all get together, particularly in basketball, and you can see, like, oh, they kind of start gelling. But, yeah, the unexpected success. Because, I mean, look, Colts fans, they know what it was like when with Manning and, and some of those years, and it's like you're reeling off victories, but it's like, ah, uh, there's still the Patriots out there. Or can we get – you know, it, it, like the pressure is so great and you're just waiting for the end instead of enjoying that week-to-week success of surprise victory. So I I totally get it, man. It should be fun. Dan, you get like Anthony Richardson, the sequel, a do-over, if you will, next year to see. And, and again, the one thing I've also said, Dan, is I, I don't want to have to talk about whether or not Anthony Richardson is going to be durable. I don't want to talk about it as much in the off season, which we will, I sure as hell don't want to talk about it when the season is going on. So this is saving me from that particular theme, which is also nice, selfishly. So yeah, I'm not a big believer in what one person is more durable than the other. Injuries just happen. Uh, it's just I don't know. Some guys maybe are better at avoiding it, but um, uh, I you know I remember early in Matthew Stafford's career. Talk about the Detroit team. Yep. Detroit with the Detroit Lions, he got injured a bunch, 
and then he didn't. And he, I think he played 12 straight years of missing, never missing a game, and then he finally got hurt at, at the Rams. But like, you just don't know. It's all. It's all it. So I think Anthony, will, uh, he'll probably be fine. It's a Dan Wetzel of YahooSports.com. We'll talk about the podcast coming up. You guys got a brand new one out. You, Pat, and the gang in just a second. But you coming down here this weekend from Michigan, Iowa? I am not. Um, but I'm super intrigued by the – especially if Michigan wins the trophy presentation. That's, I think, <laughs> going to be more dramatic. Um, I'm – I'm going to assume Michigan's going to win because if they can score six points, they're probably going to win. I mean, we just don't see a lot out of Iowa. Smoke and mirrors. Congratulations to Kirk Ferentz for getting this team there. Um, Maybe he deserves the scoring because he nepotismed his son into the OC job and um, killed their offense. But this is a team in in nine Big Ten conference football games scored 11 offensive touchdowns. Yeah. And somehow won the West, went seven and two. I mean, they're you know they're 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 ten and two. Um, amazing job on all that. But to me, the real excitement, presuming the game goes as it is, would be Jim Harbaugh back from suspension, up on one of those little podiums, collecting the Big Ten championship trophy from Tony Petiti, who personally suspended him for three games. Uh, and at one point, the two were locked in litigation that uh, never materialized. <laughs> So that ought to be interesting. I'm sure the Michigan fans won't uh, be voicing their opinion of the Big Ten office uh, at all. And God knows, you know, you get on the field after games, you've been down there, like championships, like there's assistant coaches, there's wives, there's boosters, there's regents, there's all sorts of people. So um, that is going to be maybe the most interesting scene is that, uh, unless Iowa can somehow pull off a, a miracle here. Uh, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports with us. I, I kind of want to start right here, and I know this is not a, a nationwide hot button at all, but you're obviously in the Midwest and around Big Ten country here. What do you think is going to be the fit moving forward at IU? Now, we understand that we have not been able to find much of a long-term fit basically forever around here, but what is there something out there, somebody out there that you think is within reason that seems like a really good fit for Scott Dolson the athletic director to make a play as the next head coach in Bloomington with IU's football program. I mean, there's a there, yeah, there's absolutely that person. It's who you know. Do you find him? I, I'll tell you a guy I'm intrigued by is like Brian Hartline, who's uh, tearing it up as a recruiter over at Ohio State, and like younger guy could maybe bring a lot of energy. I think you got when you're when you're Indiana, you're going to live and die in the portal. Um, and you're going to have to be able to convince guys to stay or come or go, put together fit. Um, I think the days of like trying to find that guy who's like going to build a solid program and develop players over three, four years, that just isn't how college football is working anymore. You got to create some excitement. You got to create some buzz. You got to figure out how to get uh, kids interested in coming there and being fun and all that. It, it's, it's just a different, the game has shifted a great deal because of the portal and because of, uh, NIL money, and you just got to kind of live with it. Um, and so I, I think that's why someone maybe, uh, you know, particularly at a place like Indiana doesn't have tradition, that's okay. You can create energy and you can create, you know, uh, a, a use of the resources you have to uh, to build a roster quickly, and, and you're going to have to build and rebuild every year. It's not about just getting that, that steady guy who will build a good program and you win five games, then you win six games, then you win seven. I'm not sure that's how it's going to work anymore. 
So Dan Wetzel, who joins us, and to a part of uh, the the parting statement from outgoing Tom Allen was he had prayed that IU now really gets into, accepts, and embraces NIL uh, in football with that program for the future because that clearly is where everybody is right now, which I think, and rightly so, probably discouraged some IU fans thinking that maybe they should have been on top of that prior to um, where they are right now, I guess. So it seems like that there is going to be a lot of work to be done by whomever is the next head coach here. Yeah, I mean, look, one of the – it was baffling a few years ago how many schools tried to reject out of, like, principle or something. I don't know that they, that they didn't – you know, this NIL situation, I don't like it. Uh, that's not how we want to do things. Like, this is – like, I, I just I – just, it was so weird and, and it's unfathomable and really a lot of programs, the leadership of those programs – did a complete disservice to the program and the fans by embracing that it's if there's a new way if there's a new salary cap wrinkle or something in the nfl and you just sit there and go i don't like that uh i like the old way we did things like (laughs) wait what we don't care what are the rules what are the rules what can you do get good players and um for some reason college sports it's just so stuck in the mud and people really have a a moral opposition um, to to compensating players that they sat there and watched these rules and just said, yeah, I don't want to participate in that. That's not how we want to do things. And it's a lot of programs that did it. And, uh, you know, it's not just Indiana. It's a lot of them. They just didn't like it. And it's like, well, this is the, this is the new – this is the world. Like, industries change. And uh, you either embrace it or you don't. And I'm now seeing all these coaches trying to embrace it going, we need money. We need to spend money on this, and we need to do this. And, yeah, that's that's how it's going to work. These kids have value, and someone's going to pay them. And uh, tough break. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. The Supreme Court went 9-0 one way. Uh, it's not going back. It's just it, you either accept, accept it and try to win in that system, or you sit there and say, we're just never going to win. But uh, I would I would be all over uh, NIL. There's nothing that can stop. If anything, a, a program like Indiana, it's it can be an advantage because you can never, not never, but it would take a great, great deal of time for you to match Ohio State or Michigan in tradition and in stadium size and facilities and all of those things, right? You just can't be Michigan or Ohio State. But you can raise the money to compete with them. There's a lot of wealthy people at, at Indiana that could, could could raise that money. You can you you can target your money on specific recruits and maybe beat those schools every once in a while. Like there's so much opportunity if you're aggressive with this. That's actually good for non-traditional programs when everything's just about have you been, were you good 50 years ago? Yeah, Indiana doesn't stand a chance. Now it's about what can you do for me tomorrow? Well, Indiana should be able to do as much as anybody else tomorrow. Dan Wetzel of YahooSports.com, a little college football conversation regarding IU's gig and other stuff. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We've talked about this before. Uh, the likelihood that there's a ceiling for NIL um, and and this being an outlet as we get into the future further down the road. But I also was curious about this. Are we going to see a time 
Uh, and I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know. Maybe it has been in some certain places. I just haven't seen it yet. But a devaluing of the head coach and how much money he makes and more of a focus on making sure you give, you know, the most talented players as much as they can to get there. Because that's something that you're kind of talking about, I think, right now in terms of IU. I mean, is it going to, to always matter who's coaching you in in the era of NIL compared to how much you can give to the player to come play at your school? Well, it's going to be really interesting. Um, like Jim Harbaugh was talking about this yesterday, saying I'd take less money to, if the players can get more. Um, obviously, you need a quality coach because you have to coach the team and you have to attract the players. You can't draft these players. There, there is, There's still recruiting. There's still charisma and all that. But just pouring money in and hoping a coach works and not putting into the roster. And again, I know these are foreign ideas, but this is reality. Nobody blinks and thinks, hey, this is crazy. Andy Reid doesn't make as much money as Patrick Mahomes. You go, well, of course he doesn't. <laughs> There's only one Patrick Mahomes. We get another coach. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach, but he's not worth $50 million a year or whatever they're paying Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is worth even more than that. So at what point do you sit there? You know, I see Indiana, you know, $15.5 million to not coach. Yeah. And you sit there and go, geez, what if they said to, you know, what if they said to Allen, hey, we'll pay you $2 million, but we're going to take the $13 million. And, I mean, obviously it's his money, so I don't think he'd do it. But we're going to take $13 million and put it into the team. Um, you can – like, if you were a startup business, right, if you're a business and you're trying to – attract talent and you're going against a fortune 500 company and you're a smaller business how do you beat the fortune 500 company with the big tall skyscraper and the 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 package of of benefits and all the different things that say oh i work for this fortune 500 company you say i want you to work for for my company how do you do it you have to pay them a little more you have to offer opportunity you have to do different things and that's how you got to approach talent acquisition at this point and Again, like if Indiana has probably not beaten Ohio State for recruit, uh, you know, rarely, right? Very rarely that if both both Indiana and Ohio State want to recruit, that recruit's going to go to Ohio State for the last 30 years. But what if Indiana says, look, you're our priority guy. You can be the 23rd best player in the Ohio State recruiting class. You can be the number one player here. Let's spend some money on you. If you look at the University of Missouri, they have been extremely aggressive on NIL, and they have signed a number of, of five-star players. They have a kid, uh, um, their wide receiver is one of the best in the country. They are targeting the guys in their state, putting more money into them than the Alabamas and Georgias, and they're keeping them, and they're getting good players. They're getting some great players, and they're building with the great, good ones. They're 10-2. and two. There's nothing about the University of Missouri that says they should be this good. They've never been really this good in the past. They don't have a ton of tradition or anything like that, but they're being very smart under these rules. And that's why I think, much as there's a lament or this idea that we can never do this, I don't agree with that. Indiana has many, many fans, many alums, many a lot of money around. You only need some really wealthy ones that want to go in on it. Um, you can target your recruits, and you can start picking off. Not, not the, You're not going to beat Ohio State for every recruit. But maybe you beat them for a couple. Maybe you beat Michigan for one. Maybe you beat Ohio State for one. Maybe you beat Notre Dame for one. Hey, that's better than you were doing in the past. You slowly can build up. There's ways to do this. And NIL, if you're willing to go in on it, is 
and not just the amount of money, but how you do it is a is a can level the playing field a little bit. So Dan Wetzel of YahooSports.com, the latest podcast with he and his friends, College Football Inquirer, at Dan Wetzel on the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, to find that instantaneously. It is a fantastic listen. Make no mistake about it. What do you think the uh, playoff is going to look like after this weekend when it's said and done? Well, it's a wild one. This is the first one uh, we've had where nobody is safe. Nobody can lose and be guaranteed a spot. If you go back one year ago, Georgia, Michigan, and TCU all could have lost and still made the playoff. TCU actually did lose in the conference championship game. Left Kansas State, the Big 12 championship, and still made the playoff. And the only one that was on the, on the brink was USC. USC lost. Ohio State jumped in. Um, some years, there's, there's no teams that are going to get replaced. This one, there are eight teams with a shot, seven with a with a legitimate one. Ohio State's kind of got to run a, uh, they got to run like a, a straight flush on the you know at the end here, but they could still conceivably get in. But so there's seven, really seven to eight teams that can get in, but there's also seven and eight that that could not. Like if Georgia loses to Alabama, I don't know that they're in. Not if the way certain things go. If Michigan loses, they're not necessarily in. There's so much competition this weekend. It is the best final weekend we've had in the 10 years of this 14 playoff. And uh, this weekend should be crazy because everyone's going to be jostling around. So, you know, I expect Georgia to win. I expect Michigan to win. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. We're gonna, Oregon and Washington, Oregon's a nine-point favorite over Washington, which who already beat Oregon. That's going to be fascinating on Friday night. What do you do with an un, a potentially undefeated FSU team that no one thinks is that good because they lost their, their star quarterback? But how do you leave a 13 13- 13 and 0 team out potentially. What if the SEC knocks themselves all the way out? What do you do with Texas? Texas beat Alabama. There is this thing could be a this could work itself out or it could be a headache of all headaches for this committee. They might actually earn their money. So crazy weekend. I don't know if anyone could tell you who's going to get in. Who's going to win the Heisman when it's said and done? That's a good question too. <laughs> I mean, we have Bo Nix. Yeah. And we have Michael Penix. One of those two, if they have an absolute monster game on Friday night with everybody watching, has the opportunity to win that Heisman. But you also have Jaden Daniels down at LSU, who I thought preseason would win the Heisman. Um, has been spectacular, and his numbers are Joe, almost Joe Burrow-esque. Tremendous player. Not his fault that the defense isn't that good. So I think it's one of those three guys. But the Friday night game between Oregon and Washington – could determine it if one of them, you know, has you know 400 yards and four touchdowns or something like that. That's uh, Dan Wetzel here, and again, they discuss on Yahoo Sports and their latest podcast the uh, coaching carousel, which is ongoing right now, and. Obviously, getting set for the conference championship games, too. You know, you mentioned Brian Hartline over at uh, OSU. Uh, the most often mentioned around here is Justin Fry with uh, uh, Ohio State, the old line coach, and has uh, obvious ties to IU in the past here. Yeah, it'd be good, too. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I would just want what is our what's our plan, right? It's just the, 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 the business has changed, and that's what happens in industry. So it's like it's not – I remember Indiana, I can't remember which coach it was. Indiana had a coach once that went, made a priority of going to every high school in Indiana. He went to every high school in Indiana to try to, like, meet the coach. Um, I can't remember which coach it was. It was 
maybe 15, 20 years ago. And, um, like, that was how you had to build a program. Like, we're just going to meet, we're going to try to get some good Indiana kids and build up slowly and all that. Now it's like, ah, you got you got to be way more aggressive. Was, that, was, that, was it uh, the late Terry Hepner that did that when he was it hired? It might have been. Yeah. It might have been. You got to look it up. It was. Yeah. I remember it being a really cool story because there was some, like, school, you know, like, what's your last, what's your smallest grouping? Like Class A? Or yeah, like Class A, whatever. exactly, yeah. And then he came in and some coach was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, we haven't had a player out of here in 50 years. Like, what are you doing here? We don't have recruits. But, <laughs> but that's how you had yeah. to do it back then. And, like, there's certain things you go, okay, if we could get a guy like that, right? Right. If we could get, you know, and, and we could build up slowly, like a Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, he just grinds it and grinds it, and then, and then you're, on, you're on top, right? Um, but now it's it's you can build quick. You can make moves quick, but you got to have the the right mentality to do that, and how to do the resources, and how to set yourself up at something. Um, there's real there's real opportunity. It isn't easy, but it's never been easy. I mean, right? History of Indiana football tell you it's never been easy, but there's real opportunity. It's just what's that guy? And so I think it's a very different coaching search in this era than you would have had, um, you know, in the last the whatever the one prior to this. I had ample bourbon ready for you this weekend if you were going to make it down here. So, oh well, wait a minute. I may maybe better re- change of plans here. Re- yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I might be rescheduling. <laughs> if you do, if you do, text me and let me know because uh, I got ample bourbon. I I I will test your reserves if I'm getting down. Well, there. So uh, we'll, believe me, we'll, we'll, I have plenty. <laughs> I do have. I have. I have plenty. <laughs> All right, we'll try to stay upright. You got it, buddy. If you get down here anytime <laughs> soon, let me know, and uh, we will connect when All you right. get down we'll, here. We'll do that for sure. Right. I'll talk to you later. All right, Dan. Appreciate it. It's uh, Dan Wetzel, YahooSports.com. Always really good on the show, and, and probably going. With the place, and I started the conversation as we did the crossover with Jake right before the three o'clock hour regarding NIL. I was talking to um, a, a booster, a significant booster, a little bit earlier today um, at IU about that. And that's, it wasn't like I hatched this original idea. The idea was presented to me, and, you know, I passed that thought along to Jake, and then obviously just to Dan Wetzel, and Dan Wetzel was already well in front of it with his particular take. He's got a podcast with Pat Forty and others um, right now. It's called the College Football Inquirer. It is fresh podcast at uh, at Dan Wetzel, uh, social media-wise, at Dan Wetzel. Uh, and these guys are saying it was Jerry DiNardo that went to every school in the state when he was hired here. And that was the coach that evidently – Dan Wetzel was referencing right there. All right, quick break. We'll come back. I got time for you on the other side. We'll lead with Matthew in Maine. Don't go anywhere, Matthew. We'll come back with you to start. Stephen Holder coming up top of the 5 o'clock hour. There is no doubt, no doubt in this case, that the Colts at 6-5 and five would surprise most. And there is no doubt that you can't see the future without Anthony Richardson being a part of the present, but that right now doesn't matter. Some winning in December, some good fortune in December, some fun in winning in December. It's in front of them right now. 
Yeah, they're not great by any stretch of the imagination. They can lose on Sunday. They can lose to anybody. But schedule-wise, they can also win and make this incredibly interesting, more interesting than most of us thought. We'll come back with that. Your thoughts, Stephen Holder, top of the 5 o'clock hour, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. With JMV. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Looking for a touchdown here. 7.45 to go in the fourth quarter. The Colts lead by three. And she goes out of the gun. Ball between the hash marks. Taylors is back to the right side. Isaiah McKenzie is the slot receiver to the right. Shotgun snap. Gives it to Taylor. And he backpedals his way in. Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor. Two rushing touchdowns today for JT. Colts extend their lead. It's 26-17 to as the confetti flies here at Lucas Oil. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. The call, Colts Radio Network. Clearly, I wanted to go with Jonathan Taylor because... He did do it again. It was again. I should have gone with simple minds. Don't you forget about me, Shane Steichen. Don't you forget about me. And I don't care if it's second quarter, third quarter, first quarter, fourth quarter, overtime. Don't you forget about me. I mean, really, if you wanted to be critical about something yesterday, that would have been it because, oddly enough, in the second quarter, after that miscommunication between Downs and Minshew, which looked clear, uh, Minshew looked a bit scrambled after that. He was shaky at best. Don't you forget about me. Tonight, by the way, Pacers, Trailblazers, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We get a bail early because of that in the Colts roundtable, so 530 as we said back in the 90s, I don't think I ever said this. I'll be out of 5,000. Uh, so you got the Pacers and Blazers tonight. And by the way, this will mark, so give them some love if you're down at the Fieldhouse this evening. The 30-year anniversary of Kristen Airy's first play-by-play on TV. And the game, the game was on Channel 4. When Butler beat IU in basketball. That's interesting. 30 years ago. You know what I was doing? And this is funny. I remember this vividly. I was, and I blank you not on this, I was at the Bloomington Country Club. And I was DJing a wedding at the Bloomington Country Club. When Chris did his first play-by-play television game, 
I was DJing a wedding, and this is a true story right here. The uh, couple came up and said, yeah, um, we want our first dance song to be uh, Moon Dance by Van Morrison. And I go, "Uh, can we rethink that? It's a good Lord. I know you guys from around here, you've probably been to Sports Bar and Kilroy's Original a thousand times. Have you not just been worn out on that song? Uh, yeah, like it's it's right up there with American Pie and Closer, I Am Define. Those three songs have absolutely been worn out. If you ever attended IU, or if you're from Bloomington, or if you ever went to any of the Bloomington bars, those three songs were absolutely worn out. I said, hey, no, can we do something else and not moon dance? So we did something else and not moon dance. Happy 30th anniversary to Kristen Airy, and this week will be the final as an anchor at now CBS 4 for one of the legends here in local television just for decades, and that's Debbie Knox. And nothing, by the way, was more glorious than back at Wish TV Channel 8 when I could watch it. And you had the franchise, Mike Ahern, and you had Debbie Knox with Debbie Knox, You Make the Call. That was one of the staples when I first started with Mark Patrick. Debbie Knox, You Make the Call was awesome. And so is Debbie Knox. So let's give Debbie Knox a shout out as she will be anchoring for the final time. And she will call it a career which has been absolutely incredible. So a shout out to Debbie Knox. Debbie Knox, you make the call was awesome. <laughs> All right, 239-1070 is the number. Uh, Dan Wetzel a little bit earlier. Dan Wetzel spot on as Jim Harbaugh was saying about how much you pay college coaches. Players deserve the money more in their short-term play in comparison to the long-term of the coaches. And that's what I brought up a little bit earlier because I said I was talking to a booster uh, of IU earlier, and that was his point of reference you know when does you take away from the coach and give back even more to the player and dan's thought was hey in in this era of rules with nil the best talent the most money come up with money and then you can worry about the coach later i mean i I know that there is there's some sort of even ground here but it was an interesting take to say the least if you missed any of it dan wetzel yahoo sports.com podcast 107.5 the fan.com matthew is in maine at 239 1070 hello matthew how are you hey jmv i'm doing well are you missing the jmv takeover on saturday was it a tough one on saturday with no takeover at river jacks Yes, it was indeed. Well, I miss you guys a great deal. We'll be back before you know it on New Year's Eve. What do you got? All right. So, as you know, we're three days away from the Indiana Maine women's basketball game. Yep. Now, locally, for you folks in the fan, is that going to be televised? I want to make sure there, there's as many eyes on this game as possible. Uh, I don't know if that's on Big Ten Network or not. Um, I'm assuming that they'll – I don't know. I, I guess I should not assume. I, I don't. I don't know to be honest, Matthew. I probably should, but I don't. And that is the uh, the McKenzie Holmes um, close to home game, right in Maine, coming up this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, you know, I listen to all three shows on the fan from time to time, and not one of you guys talk about this team enough or at all. Well, we need, I'm telling you, we all need to have the crap knocked out of us. You're right. You're right. I mean, I will say this. I think once we we are so we are so in the midst of really so much going on right now. I think once you know, certainly football kind of clears out a little bit uh, from the season, and certainly that's what took place a year ago. As IU continued, for example, to win, then uh, you know, I I had on uh, I had on uh, McKenzie and. Uh, uh, a number of folks from the team. So it'll happen. It just, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Just not, I guess, at the end of November. We should we should be punished for it, though. There's no doubt, Matthew. Especially Query. Got to punish him thoroughly. I would. He doesn't take my calls. Well, son of a gun. I'm going to punish him for that. We got to have your calls on here. Matthew in Maine, anything else? No, I think that'll do it for now. Just all of you local Hoosiers listening out, you guys don't know how lucky you are to have multiple sports things to focus on. Is all I'm saying. You got that lucky right. Bastards. You got that right. But you you have Shawshank. You have Buxton. That's true. Be driving by a Thursday night. Uh, hey, Matthew, I appreciate you. Talk again soon. Okay, thank you. Matthew in Maine listening on the app. See, a variety of ways you can listen. And so I want to bring in everybody. That's why I mentioned the IHSAA and streaming their finals. I I would have other avenues. I would ease people into it. You gave them about two months of a heads up and not enough people knew. I'm kind of want to wonder the numbers. And I don't want spun numbers. If they're real and they're spectacular, then so be it. But I do want to know the real numbers. I just don't want to see people left out of it. It's too important. And even with... These games not being that competitive because obviously in these finals you saw one team better than the other, uh, substantially in a lot of cases. I just would always want to have a television option. I've said this here too. I, I want as many options as possible. I, I've got I've got to have everybody. I've got to have all of you here. I can't have you wandering off someplace else, jacking around with somebody else. If you're going to jack around, you'll be jacking around in my business. Wes writes this. I remember when Debbie Knox did the Friday NFL picks with you and MPOS back in the day. The Debbie Knox, you make the call, was glorious, Wes. T-Mobile Ray. Last time T-Mobile Ray was on was at the end of the show. We had to go, but he also mentioned something negatively about 33. I was a little hype. I'm settled down right now, T-Mobile Ray. How are you? Hey, JMV. Nice seeing you in Touchdown Town. Hell yeah, man. It was way, I'm glad you were over there. It was raining a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed with Colts Nation. What? I, I know people People aren't. You only believe what you can see. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. Touchdown Town looked like a ghost town yesterday when I pulled up. Well, it wasn't exactly oh, great weather there, T-Mobile Red. Hey, hey, hey. In, in, in any weather, we show up for the blue, man. Well, I think I'm they were really in there. They were in the building, but, yeah, roaming around roaming, roaming around in the cold rain in the parking lot may have not have been on too many agendas. But I will say this. I thought it helped our crowd at the tent. Now, they were gone by the time you got there, but there was a big crowd. I don't know if it was us in the incredible knowledge we had, you know, that wealth of knowledge, or if it was the fact that they were trying to stay out of the rain. But I'll take it either way. 
Yeah, I, I guess I should have cut my time short sitting in my car smoking a doobie before I walked down to the stadium. Yeah. Um, well, you know I, what? I you, make, make sure make sure you don't want to leave any doobage remaining. I'll make sure you get that sucker done. All right? Well, I listened to you guys for about an hour before I actually <laughs> get out the car and walk down to the stadium. <laughs> so I'm listening right at ten. Well, I mean, and, and, and listen, down. we'll give you we'll give you ample time to to smoke that doob too. Because we'll keep talking. Yes. <laughs> but but I, I got a question, but yes. I, I got one statement. I, I want to hand out some flowers okay. um, from yesterday's performance. Um, Chris Ballard, he's that guy. I know we all doubted him around here, but Rodney Harrison. Ronnie, Rodney. <laughs> where the heck is that? Ronnie, that Ronnie Harrison. Off the, off the you got, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I give that credit to Chris Ballard. The Shane Sykin move, I give that credit credit to Chris Ballard. How he's um, built out this roster where you can put a backup quarterback in there, a confident backup quarterback in there, and um, can have this team afloat mixed in with that excellent coaching from Shane. So I, I give all the credit and praise to um, Chris Ballard, Jim Mersey. Um I just want to give them their flowers now okay. because uh, we need to do so. And um, – I was watching you here on the YouTube chat, John, and I and a question popped in my head because I seen you in your um look like your um your um basketball wear there. Yes, basketball wear. I'm always wear. ready. To, I'm always in basketball wear. Yes, <laughs> but but I, I want to know if you if you had to build a team between and of course five guys um, between the Indian media staff and your friends there at 1070. Um, who, who would you roll with? Oh man, that's a hell of a question right there. Um, I I'll be honest with you. Um, I think, and I haven't seen him play. I just know my friend Tony Donnie, who's played with James Boyd before the Athletic. I think James can play. Um, and now, could we be on the same team, or would it have to be a team from the fan here? Yeah, it can be a mix of it. Yeah, so, Jake has played before. I would trust Jake. I would trust Jake. It's not golf, so I don't know about Kevin. And um, I love I love Andy Sweeney. I don't know if Sweeney could play basketball <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he can. Um, Sweeney looks like he can run point. Sweebo, yeah. Sweebo's a turnover waiting to happen right there, I'm assuming. I know he can't guard anybody. But as long as the ball got to me and I could knock it down, that would all be all be good. But I will say this. I think Boyd can play from, from what I have heard. Um, there are a lot of dudes that couldn't play dead, <laughs> to be honest, basketball-wise, around here. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Boyd can play. So... I got to come up with names. You wanted names, though. YMCA downtown. Yeah. The Jim Ursay family YMCA. The Ursay family YMCA, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, I got to run here, but it was great seeing you yesterday, Ray. All right, I'll see you in about a few weeks. You got it, man. I appreciate you. I don't know. Collaboro probably can't play. I don't think AC can play. None of those nerd producers they have over there can play. Hagen, What do you think? Widlick? I don't know if Widlick can play. Uh, I know I can't play. Yeah, James. James probably can't play. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm guessing James cannot play. But That's, at least you're honest about it. That's yeah, good. I'm upfront yeah. about it completely. Brad Brown, um, I can't imagine, can play. 
I don't know anybody. Okay, I got to go here. James is like wrapping me up crazy here. Uh, Stephen Older probably could play a little bit. Top of the hour here from ESPN. Colts six and five. Thoughts on Nashville and a lot more. And Shaquille Leonard being a part of the stadium uh, yesterday. And really, what I thought was a, a fantastic moment. We'll talk to Stephen Holder about that coming up top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Here is a mega, a monstrous, an enormous third down and three coming up for the Tampa yeah, Bay Buccaneers. And, and they, they got two downs to get it. So, Shotgun snap for Mayfield in the pocket. The ball is stripped. The ball is Abu out Khan. around the 38-yard Abu line. Khan. No signal yet. Colts ball. It's Colts ball with a recovery by Dio Adangbo. And a strip sack by Samson Abacom. Matt Taylor. Rick Venturi on the call, the Colts Radio Network, the deal sealer right there. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports a little bit earlier, podcast 1075thefan.com. Ben Davis, East Central again. Fort Wayne Allures, Fort Wayne Snyder, and uh, Shatard. Shout out to everybody. I mean, everybody. A Lutheran. I'm telling you, it was, and hopefully you got to see everything. Now, Lutherans got themselves a little dynasty working, like East Central does down in southeastern Indiana off of I-74. Uh, so does Lutheran. Uh, same holds true with Chittard. And again, a couple of Fort Wayne schools and Ben Davis. You talk about Ben Davis having a great season. Shout out to everybody over on the West Side. West Side Pub, speaking of which, off of Morris, that is coming up on Friday. That's a Bud Light Blue Friday with Colts tickets for you. West Side Pub on Friday. You may have heard a little bit earlier, and I don't know why that is. It said I was at the dugout today. Clearly, I am not. However, we're going to be at the dugout. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. The Dugout, that's coming up on Thursday. Me and Brent Halverson and you. The free samples happening, too. It's the Dugout coming up on Thursday. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline, too. Remember, bailing at 530. We've got Pacer Hoops, Pacers Blazers tonight. We've got Colts Roundtable. So we've got a hustle here with Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com who covers the Colts. Once again, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, you know what? Uh, There is nothing very picturesque about it. But giving us, giving the Colts fans a great deal of interest this time of year as we head into December, it's not something I would have anticipated. And certainly without Anthony Richardson under center, 
It doesn't matter, though. You live and you play in the moment, and we'll see because their schedule is conducive. Um, if they don't make mistakes, games they, they should be able to win, and they're making this final month of the regular season very interesting for Colts fans. That's a good thing. It is a good thing, and I think this is a, another reminder, not that we need it, but there, it's another reminder that this is why they play the games. Uh, the the AFC, we, we were wrong about a few things. Okay, so I'm still okay on my over-under on the Colts. I thought the over-under on wins was around seven. Yeah, I said so six. We'll, I, I said six. Right, so yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be proven wrong. Um, but we were also wrong about the AFC. You know, our predictions there, and this is dangerous business, predicting the NFL season. Okay, everyone knows that, but we do it anyway. And and our predictions for the AFC at large were that there were going to be these three or four really elite teams and that if you weren't in that group, you had no shot. And instead, what we have found, and this actually makes sense in retrospect, is that everybody's beaten everybody. And what you have left is, you know, a couple of, teams that are well one really elite team I, I would say in, in Kansas City and then a couple of teams that we think are good but then look Baltimore one of their losses is to these guys the Colts right and then you still have that issue with Miami like they still really haven't beaten many quality teams you know so take that for whatever it means you could say that about the Colts too but we're not claiming the Colts are elite either you know so it's interesting you know listen as I said, predicting predicting uh, the NFL season is really risky business, and that has been proven again to be true. If you would have told me that there would be the seventh seed in the AFC as we enter the month of December, I would have told you before the start of the season that you were a bit crazy. And that's exactly where they sit right now. So I'm the one, evidently, that's crazy. So great. Look, you you gotta you got to handle your business. And I think that's what it's about. You know, like, their schedule is soft. Okay, I, we don't need to make bones about it or make any bones yeah. about it. Their, their schedule is soft. They haven't beaten elite teams. That's true. Those things are true. Um, and they, they probably wouldn't be favored in, in any playoff game against any opponent. Okay, that's also true. You know, an eventual playoff game if they get there. But that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, we're, we're judging the Colts for, for what they are. And what they are is a, a team that's, in the process of retooling and trying to get back to somewhere. And, and that process was not supposed to end this year. This was supposed to be the beginning of that process. So this is all gravy, man. It's all gravy. But I, I would say all the credit in the world to Shane Steichen. He deserves it. Uh, he has done a great job. Uh, this team plays with confidence. And I just sent in a story that'll run in the next couple of days about something that's already been addressed, but just, he, he coaches and he plays to win, okay? That's what he's about. And, and I'm not saying other coaches didn't, but, but it's, we're talking about Shane right now. And, and I think that, that fourth down yesterday is a great example of that. They're not even like one of the best teams in the NFL on fourth down. Okay, let me be clear about that. I think they're 14th in the NFL in fourth down conversions. So that's not even top 10. They're, they're not even close. But what it is, or what they have done is, when the situation has called for it, they have said, we're going to go all out and we're going to do what it takes and we're going to play to win. And sometimes that has backfired. I would go back to the 
the Cleveland game, for example. You know, I don't like throwing the ball out of your own end zone with Miles Garrett over there with two backups trying to block him. This is a bad idea. But in a strange way, it shows the aggressiveness and, and the mentality, which is we're going for the jugular. And sometimes they may get your jugular. <laughs> but I, I like the mentality, even if I wouldn't have made that call. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, well, I think sometimes he outsmarts himself. And, and I think I think he you does. saw him do that in the second quarter yesterday because you yeah. saw that miscommunication between Downs and Minshew. And then mm-hmm. from that point on until the half, throwing the football was an absolute adventure for Gardner Minshew. He was completely scrambled. And I thought, you know, running the football would probably be the play right here. But uh, I, I th- thought yeah. those were the one of those moments where we see Shane Steichen outfoxing himself. Look, I, I have come to the to the realization this is my opinion, at least that Shane has a little bit of cowboy in him. And, and what I mean is exactly what you just outlined, which is, all right, look, I know what we should do, but I can't help myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I remember when he got hired and we talked about in the earliest days of his, his tenure here, I remember talking to him about, there was something to do with, with, a, with offensive balance or something was the topic. And you remember in his opening press conference, he said, we're going to throw, we're going to throw the score and run to win, which I interpreted to mean, look, we're throwing the ball and then we're going to ice it with the run. <laughs> and so now that hasn't turned out to be the case. They're actually pretty balanced. They, they have been pretty balanced this year, but that has also been by necessity not, I think, by design. I don't think in his heart of hearts that's the way he drew it up. But, you know, but you're right. You're right. He is hes a guy who sometimes can't help himself. But, again, I, I think it's, it's not a good thing necessarily that you, that you maybe are too aggressive in some moments. But, overall, I think you'd rather more aggressive than, than not aggressive enough. Yeah. Well – yeah, I, I just I, I think everything situational. Yeah, yeah. Like like yesterday, yeah, yesterday was a little bit more, and I say egregious, and it's not that bad. But mm-hmm. uh, that's the only word I can come up with because I have a very small dictionary in my head of words. Um, you host a three hour radio show. Yeah, I, I I end up saying the same crap over and over again. Is what I do. Um, not, I, I thought you've got a, your only game breaker is twenty eight. Yeah. Don't lose sight of that. I think that's Listen, all I'm, that I'm I say. You. Let me let me yeah. be clear. I don't disagree. Right. Okay. I don't disagree. I was saying it in the press box, and and frankly, what you're afraid of in those situations is that Gardner's going to throw one to the other team. You know, when you get a little bit too pass happy, and so that was my concern at that particular moment, and it ended up working out. It was fine, but but I don't disagree. I, I do think. There are times with somebody, maybe Jim Bob Cooter needs to, you know, save Shane from himself. <laughs> I do think that's true. Um, I mean, look, Frank Reich used to do that too sometimes. As much as he was about, you know, run the damn ball, he would get in these moments at times. I think every, my point is a lot of coaches do it. You know, I think, you know, you get into this rhythm of calling plays and, and, and they came into this game, the, the Colts, they came into this game knowing that the Tampa Bay defense was pretty good against the run. You know, you got, you got Vita Vea and that defensive front. So, you know, he had all his fancy 
pass plays on that call sheet on Sunday. And Shane Sykin was like, oh, I got him. I, I got all this good stuff for him, and he wanted to get to it. <laughs> That's what I think this, this happens in these scenarios. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that's when the cowboy in him kind of comes out. Yeah, and and if you win, that's good. It was just that moment yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was only like the only questionable moment I had was was that. Yeah. Even that fourth down call, I know it's really easy to grasp when it works and works smashingly like that did, but really it was just the second quarter. And, and seeing Minshew where you can tell when it – it looks like certainly he should not be throwing the football. And those were some moments where they were risking. They were really taking chances. And a couple of times where the Buccaneers flat defensively didn't take advantage of what I thought Steichen was giving them during those moments. No, you're right. And, and that was my big takeaway with Tampa Bay. It was like, there are some moments here where I mean, the Colts had a lot of missed opportunities over the course of, of those four quarters. And the Bucks did nothing with them. <laughs> so that's on them, man. That is totally on them. I could not agree more. But that's also the sign of a, a, a team that maybe has has some room to grow over the course of the season. You know, I mean, every team's going to give you opportunities, just about. And the, the question is, what are you going to do with them? Certainly, the Bucks gave gave the Colts some opportunities, and the opposite was also true. Uh, it was the Colts that made more of those opportunities. So the the key down the stretch is going to be stop giving the opponent so many opportunities, though, for the Colts. <laughs> yeah, make no mistake about that. Stephen Holder joins us from ESPN, ESPN.com. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I want to get a little focus on Nashville coming up on Sunday in a minute. I thought, to me, the video and the fact that Shaquille Leonard was at that game and was shown on the big screen after the video was freaking awesome. I've got some people saying, why'd you think it was awesome? Blah, blah, blah. And I I suggest this. Um, I would have been uh, too big of a wuss to show up like that. There was no way I would have shown up to a situation like that. I would have been wussified, stayed at home like a lot of people would have. But I thought it was cool for him to get that one last kind of, you know, embrace and then, you know, showing how he felt about the fans here one final time like that. And I thought it was cool the call to present that opportunity to him in the fashion in which they did. 100% agree. I mean, think about it. This guy, for four seasons, was as good as any Colts player we've ever seen. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I mean, what, what more do you want? He's a four-time, you know, four straight seasons, all pro. I mean, we've never seen a debut like that, you know? And, and that's, that's how I think we want to remember him. And, and I think that gave him the opportunity to, as Zaire Franklin mentioned to me, it, it, he got the send off he deserved. And I thought that was really appropriate and, and just really cool to see. I'm with you. I, I'm very happy it happens. And, you know, for all of, you know, for all of, of Shaquille Leonard's, you know, uh, complaining to media over the years about, you know, you guys are all against us. And, you know, we would have these run-ins sometimes. And it's not a big deal. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm saying it was kind of – it would sometimes get exhausting or whatever, right? And, and this is inside baseball, you know, sausage-making and all that. But I say that to say, despite all of that, I never took offense to it because the next day you, he was fine with you and you, you come to realize he's just a competitor, and that's all it was with him. 
And so the same thing about his recent complaining about play playing time, it's why the organization didn't perceive it the way some on the outside perceived it. Because that's what made him great. What made him great is I think I'm better than everybody. I'm the I'm the best. And you can't tell me I can't do something. That's what made Shaquille Leonard great. I know not everybody understands that. I get it. But but I'm telling you, I, I spent enough years around this guy and seen him in action. And I know how this organization feels about him. They weren't trying to make a, an example out of him. They weren't sending a message to the locker room. None of that. None of it is true. This was just a really, really painful decision that had to be made because he wasn't going to play. And, and not playing would have crushed him. And he, he probably would have been not able to handle it very well. And I think Shaq knows that in his heart of hearts. I really do. And last thing I'll say I heard this today, which is kind of cool. I don't think anybody will get mad at me for sharing this. This is what he means to the organization. Uh, many people were able to many many people with the organization were able to see him yesterday, and that includes Chris Ballard's family. His kids went in there and had an emotional moment with Shaquille Leonard in that suite. I mean, it doesn't get any closer to home than that. So if you think, you know, Chris Ballard made this decision lightly, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. No. With a player being cut and then being there. Especially a, a cut of that magnitude, especially. Yeah. Uh, 25 years of doing this, I can't think of a, a comparable situation. It was stunning. Uh, in a good way, stunning. You know, and I – I think it's a unique situation, which is why you had a, a unique circumstance in that particular moment. Because, you know, here's a guy who, you know, was he, he left it all out there. He, he loved the Colts. The Colts loved him. He just couldn't do it anymore at the level they needed from him. And, and that's just that just limits your options on what you can do. And so, I don't know. I, I think it, says, it probably says more about Shaq than the organization. I don't think they did anything wrong per se i'm not i'm not suggesting that i'm just saying as you as you pointed out earlier you know like not not having the the guts to show up you know if it were you i think it says a lot about oh yeah there's no way if this place ever did that to me i wouldn't show up with anything they did yeah yeah (laughs) and i'll I'll say i'll I'll add this in closing you know i went to his turkey giveaway last week like a lot of us in local media and and I, i tell you i walked away from that feeling like you know what he felt there was almost a, a sense of relief in talking to him. I couldn't believe just how normal he was. You know, he, he talked about it, the whole thing, matter-of-factly. He had this one moment, you know, where he said, you know, I wish I could have been there for my guys to the end. And, and I could tell that, he, that there was pain. And that, that was hard to see. You know, I, I like Shaq a lot. But, but overall, my big takeaway was, man, you know, like, it's like he almost – understands it's almost like he's understanding about it you know what i mean even though it hurt so a very weird all-around situation and i get why people don't get it but that's because it's a really unique situation so Stephen holder who is with us who's um sweet was he in just a cult sweet i, I thought know? it was his actually i, I think hmm. it might have been his uh, that's my that's what I kind of understand, but I but I I'm not 100 percent on that. Now, do you think he gets signed this week to play someplace else? And here's the other thing: this is longer term. Would the Colts put him in the Ring of Honor? 
That is a great question. Well, the, the second question is a great question. Let's go to the first one. Will he get yeah. signed? I, uh, I mean, he's in Dallas today. I, I think there's a chance. I do think there's a chance that they, they bring him in. It would be a very Cowboys kind of move. You know, a, a big-name player who, uh, you know, could kind of help them down the stretch. Uh, he's, he would fit, I think, the, the culture of the Cowboys, you know, big personalities, all of that. So it actually, it actually could work. You know, the question would be how much can he offer them on the field, and that's a question that they have to answer, and I don't know. But I could see it working. I, well, let me rephrase that. I could see it happening. Whether it pans out, I don't know. But, but I could see it happening. I could see the Cowboys doing this. Uh, look, financially, it costs you nothing. The Colts yeah. are paying the freight here. So there's really no impediment other than you just think, okay, this guy is not good enough to help us. And now, so now the, the, the ring of honor, that's a great question. I actually think there's good enough reason to do it. I mean, again, I mean, he had, he was defensive rookie of the year. He was, as someone in the organization told me in their opinion, for four years, he was a top five defensive player in their estimation. And I would have a hard time arguing with that. You know, you could, we can quibble about who gets ranked where and all that. Okay, fine. But I mean, that's not a, that's not an irrational statement that he was a top five defensive players first four seasons. I don't know. I, I just think the impact that he had on this organization, the, the, the way he single handedly closed out games in some instances, I got no problem with Shaquille Leonard being in the hall in the, the ring of honor. I, I actually think it's appropriate. Had he done that for 10 years, you put him in the hall of fame and you don't even ask questions, right? So why shouldn't he be in the ring of honor? Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of wondered that myself. Yeah. It, um, yeah. <laughs> I get the question. I get the question. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I would ask somebody else had asked me that. I thought I would ask you, and that's certainly a question that's probably more set for a team that's you know not where they are right now in the off season. But I had you here, yeah. and I thought I'm going to go ahead and present it to you and see <laughs> see what you think. Stephen Holder joins us. Twenty three sixteen, the first time out at home for the Colts over the Titans. Round two coming up on Sunday. Very winnable schedule, as we mentioned a little bit earlier too. Uh, certainly, what's this Titans team? bring to the table compared to the first time the Colts saw them earlier this season? Well, you know, one, one thing that, that we have to confront is that they will not have uh, Grover Stewart for this game. And that doesn't help, you know, certainly you got to deal with, with Derrick Henry. I mean, just looking at his numbers, he hasn't had a big game in a while, um, but you know, he's going to have an impact on the game. There's no doubt about that particularly with the rookie quarterback. And so it, the Colts have been, I think, a little too soft against the run lately. I, I've been concerned about it for a while. I think it was true. It's been true in their last three games. I mean, even, even against Tampa Bay yesterday, you know, there were, there were a handful of runs where you were like, okay, is this going to be a problem? And so I think that's going to be my question. You know, can they just limit the damage there, make Levis have to beat you? Just make him have to beat you because, you know, that's, that's tough. I mean, the longer rookies play, the harder it gets, I think. You know, you get more film on them. And, and as you can see, I mean, 
the I didn't see what he did yesterday, but just in recent weeks for Will Levis, it's gotten a little tougher, you know, as he's played right. more. And I think that's that's typical for for young players or backup players or whatever, you know, as they you can kind of bring them in, throw out some wrinkles, and you have the upper hand, you know, when you when you're playing that guy at quarterback. But the longer they play, the less those things determine the outcome. And I think you're seeing that now with Will Levis. I mean, you know, they got a close win yesterday against Carolina, but we know that situation all too well. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so, well, whatever. <laughs> well, Frank's going to get some. I'm not feeling that. sorry for Frank, though. Frank's getting some money out of it. So, hey, listen, listen yeah. I, I do – there's two guys who – you know, there's two situations that have, that have kind of hit me hard just because I think the you know, I, I know what it meant to them and I yeah. think they're good people and all that. And it's Shaq and it's it's what's happened with Frank the last couple of years. But that being said, um Frank's great grandkids should never have to work <laughs> the way that things have gone here in the last couple of years. And then I don't think anybody's ever been fired mid season in back to back years like that yeah. either. So hey That's a bad situation up there, buddy. It, well, you got to, it we talked about meddlesome owners can be as problematic yeah. as a bad quarterback. And you know, as yeah. much as we like Jim Irsay, you know, he was meddling big time a year ago. We saw how that went. Steven, I appreciate you more than you know. Okay, take care, man. Stephen Holder of ESPN, ESPN.com right there. Dan Wetzel, also a little bit earlier, podcast 107.5thefan.com. James, thank you for joining today and putting together this show. Got a big one coming up for you tomorrow, too. Colts Roundtable, followed by the Blazers and the Pacers coming up for you tonight right here. And uh, we'll, we'll put in full detail who's not entering the transfer portal because that's easier than putting out there who is in now the transfer portal. All that coming up tomorrow. Fulton, call back tomorrow. I'm going to get to you tomorrow. I promise, my good friend. Colts Roundtable, led by Matt Taylor. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.